Whether you're just wrapping up the night shift or on your way to start the day, we got what you need. Welcome to the morning shift. It's the most mid-team in history. A whole new way to start your day with nationally televised reporter Tiffany Blackman. Any pizza for me can be a personal. Can't wait. Former Falcons and Alabama offensive lineman Mike Johnson. I've had my butt shoot by Nick Saban a few times. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. And Atlanta sports radio guru Bo Morgan. You know who I am? I'm Squid Bill. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? It's a new experience. And a new take on a sports morning show. The morning shift is on. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now, here's Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. Good morning. It is Thursday, and this is the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike, Bo, and Tiff here with you. We are live. In the Kia studios, how are we feeling this morning, gentlemen? We're, we're good. Um, you clearly are affected by the extra 10 minutes because you didn't have to ask me what day it was before you turned your mic on. You no, already know. I was never be here. By the extra three hours of sleep. I was expecting an extensive meeting. Well, we weren't expecting you, so we yeah. weren't prepared. <laughs> you know what? Oh, Neither so was guys, So you guys don't meet. You know Neither what? We Dylan. do. We do. We actually talk it over. I will say. Yes. It w- I can't decide. It was nice not... I don't know, running around with my head on fire this morning trying to get out the door. Um, I want to credit Roro for that. Miss Roman, by the he way. He had uh, quite the load this morning. He needed to go out. <laughs> he he did you say quite the load? <laughs> he did. <laughs> he uh, did it fill out. up a whole one of those little black baggies that you <laughs> used to pick it up? It had steam coming on hey, let me ask you a question. He eats quality food, so I got to ask I you a serious, a lot of treats yesterday. serious question. When you go clean it up afterwards, do you wait like 30 seconds to let it cool off, or you just grab it immediately? No, there's nothing like worse warm. than picking up cold dog crap. Right? <laughs> what is nothing worse. When you can feel the heat come off. Why would you wait 30 fast? seconds? Like, that's let not it cool off anything. a little bit. No. No. Yeah. No, much, cold. Like, what? Doesn't it feel weird touching warm body poo? poo? Like, I don't. It feels weird touching poo in general. There's no good cold or hot. I guess I don't even like, think about no, it anymore. Yeah, I mean. Why would I just stand wondering. there and, and just stare at poo for 30 seconds? Because it's going to cool down five temperatures. <laughs> yeah, I would. Right? I, I, five <laughs> degrees. Well, you know, just, just then you just don't feel it all warm. It makes you feel icky. I mean, Tiff, what time, what time would you say you were snoring last night? Um, It had to be before 8. Really? And then I woke up, I think around 11, like, and then I was telling myself, don't look at your phone. Don't yeah. look at your phone. Yeah. You're doomed if you start scrolling. So all I did was just quickly check the time. That was it, you know. And then, uh, yeah, went back to bed. I messed up. I took a melatonin last night. Oh, snap. And Lindsay walks in and goes, hey, let's finish American Nightmare. I was like, okay, yeah, throw it on. Incredible. Dude, I would say I missed one of every five minutes of the finale because I was nodding off. Why? You can't do that. I know. And then I would wake up and go, what happened? And she'd be like, would you please sit up? You have to go Sit back up. and rewatch and like, it now today on your yeah, own. I mean, I got the whole gist of it. It's an unbelievable show. But it was just like every five minutes, I would feel my eyes closing, and I'd have to like sit up or adjust myself. So we all unbelievable, did but believable through uh, true events. Well, the third yes. episode, but you know, I was trying to talk about it. Um, that, believe. that was crazy. well, their story, but what happened to her in terms of not being believed and all this kind of stuff is the believable. Her, he it. wasn't believed and either. Him, yeah. him as, I mean, him as well. The whole, the whole framing of crazy. it. But um, the other women I'm talking yeah. about that were. That they trace back to in the case. And shout out to that that female cop who was like. Yeah, by the way. Women get stuff done. Colonel Mustard and the FBI agent, they should both be in prison right now. I looked them up to see what had happened. 
you're not you won't like it. So well, yeah, the, the, well, well, uh, yeah, no, I know the guy got cop of the year or detective of the year. Well, yeah, you know, there's we gotta, people listening people that have not watched watch the yet. show. Well, that's their problem. So, so let's hey, just, real quick, we'll um, it. we'll, only been out for I don't know. We, week. So we'll we, talk about it. We were all asleep. Next week. We were all asleep before seven. Well, I was asleep before seven fifteen because when you text me back about our racing, that was the last thing I remember because I don't know what it was. If either I was that tired, you know, I've changed my diet a little bit. Uh, not the water fast yet, but I've just changed my diet back to a little bit healthier with football season being over. Also, I'm I'm doing extra cardio, and uh, we do those Hello Fresh meals, and we had like the chicken taqueria bowl. A little bit of rice, chicken. It's really good, actually. I mean, it's really good. And after I ate it, I felt like I'd ate like a 40-ounce tomahawk ribeye from Omaha Steaks. Like, that's how full I was. It was, I don't know if it was the diet, like the diet chain, you know, your stomach starts kind of getting used to less food because we're, it was because it's three or four days in now, but, and it put me right to sleep. I was like, you give a baby a bottle of formula or, or, or whatever, and then boom, they're out. That was what I was <laughs> like. <laughs> Get that baby a bottle of formula or whatever. Uh, <laughs> knock that thing out. No, nah, I, I, I'm with you, man. I uh, we uh, we've been trying to eat earlier, like with the kids when the kids get home because they get they get to play in and don't want to don't want to eat. So we ate we ate dinner at like five o'clock last night, and um, we're uh, we're about the same way. I, we had uh, one of those Costco meals, Costco dinners, a little little uh, street tacos. It's good, man. So yeah, I mean, I was in bed early last night. Got to uh, obviously catch up on the Hawks highlights this morning. That was brutal, and I'm glad I didn't stay up to watch that. So I'll just leave it at that for now. That's fair uh, Fair enough. All right, well, let's hit the front page. One, two, three. It's time to take a look at today's top headlines. This is the front page on The Morning Shift, brought to you by Central Park Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia State University Athletics. The big news today, and as Bo alluded to earlier, there is one less candidate for the Falcons to look at. That's because Jim Harbaugh has been hired by the Los Angeles Chargers. He is their New York co- new head coach, and according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, it is a five-year deal. Now, he did release this statement. My love for Michigan, playing there and coming back to coach there, leaves a lasting impact. I'll always be a loyal Wolverine. He also went on to say the only job you start at the top is digging a hole. So we know we've got to earn our way. This is talking about the Chargers, of course. And he goes on to say the organization is putting in the work, investing in capital, building infrastructure. Are we talking about highways and stuff here? He's a unique uh, talker. (laughs) And doing everything within its power. Great effort equals great results, and we're just getting started. Now, Jim, as we know, he did play for the team for two seasons in 1999-2000. Yeah, right. Before, yeah, and he started coaching in San Diego uh, in 2004. I know that the Chargers now in L.A. Every time I, I worry about an analogy I use, if it's going to hit or if it just sounds, you know, if it just sounds too weird, I just remind myself that Jim Harbaugh is out there speaking in front of more a bigger microphone than I am, and I feel okay about it. Look. First off, it was the perfect ending. No matter how you feel about the season as a whole and, and him missing six games, it was a perfect ending for Harbaugh winning, beating Saban and winning a national title at his alma mater, taking them back to prominence, to greatness, something that he honestly vowed to do. And I'll be 100% real with you. I doubted he would ever do it. I doubted for a long time if he would ever do it because it was a hard, uh, long road to hoe for him. Now, not to use a digging a hole, uh, reference from Jim Harbaugh, but it took a while, but he did it. Guy's a great coach, but a weird dude 
But there's no doubt in my mind he'll be successful because he's already got a great defense there and a uh, franchise quarterback. Well, he also left them probably in the best possible situation that you could if you were going to do this for him. Number one, Sharon Moore is more than capable of that job and has already shown the ability to lead that team. Roster retention will be a big deal. And even if it's not, you think about the timeline of him as opposed to Saban, a lot of the classes are closed at other universities around the country. So even though the 30-day portal will open up, it's not many universities are going to be able to take somebody on January 25th and actually enroll them in classes for the spring. So as far as that goes, like Jim Harbaugh did Michigan a huge solid, even though he turned down reportedly $11.5 million. He left them in a very good spot before he headed out to L.A. It's almost kind of like, again, different scenario, but what you saw with the Patriots now with Gerard Mayo pretty much staying in place there, and he's been there forever yeah. getting the job, and then with with Moore now taking it, uh, it also speaks to, you mentioned the transfer portal and stuff, and you look at the fallout from you know Alabama and people wanting to jump in the portal and leave. This gives Michigan now some sort of continuity uh, in th- with what you were saying about the recruiting trail and and keeping guys in house. Hey, I, I mentioned it to Sandra the other day. She was like, "What? what you know, where does this end for Bama?" And I said, "They need a win. Uh, yesterday they got a win. They got a five-star uh, commit. So the highest-rated guy still left for this signing class coming up uh, in what a week. So that's a win for Bama, I guess. You can start turning, yeah. the, turning the tide, quote unquote. Well, look, and um, Moore is a guy that what I think he was the coach for six or seven of their games last year. The head six. coach, yeah. the head probably, right? coach. Yeah. He was making calls. Um, and he did a really good job in those games, including wins over Penn State and Ohio State. So when you when you when you talk about all that, Michigan looks set up perfectly. He helped build that. He was he was a part of that. So where you know, no matter how long he was there, he was a part of that, and he did a great job. So Michigan's in a good spot. And if we want to add on to that, your guy Chris Lowe there, who broke the Saban news. Um, basically, Michigan in statements, they were saying University of Michigan president and the athletic director uh, said the Wolverines program had discussed a new contract that would have made Harbaugh the highest paid coach in college football. Now, of course, they are focusing their search on an offensive coordinator for Sharon Moore to replace Harbaugh. And uh, he's expected to be offered the job barring an unexpected development. That is what sources told Chris Lowe. Uh yeah. This is a situation that I think is an indictment on college football right now. He's built that program from the ground up, wins a national championship. Everything's pointed the right direction. He's been dominating Ohio State. They offer him the most money ever paid to a college coach. And he says, I'm good. I'm out. So uh, it's, he's not going to be the last one that tries to make that jump. I'll just say that. Well, what will be the next domino to fall in the NFL when it comes to the coaching carousel? Could it be right here in Atlanta? We'll tell you, we just had a second interview with the team next year on Sports Radio 929 The Game. This hour brought to you by Morgan and Morgan injured hire Morgan and Morgan. Double the huddle. Oh, double the double, huddle. Yeah, we're, wait, we're, we talk a lot of NFL here. So uh, this hour brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, injured hire Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. I think it's just because it went from this, oh, we're smash, <laughs> smash mouth football or whatever, and then it's like this this music today. Allow, going to good. allow me to tease my segment, if y'all don't mind right here. Uh, allow myself to tease myself. Allow myself, myself. to introduce myself. <laughs> Um, 
Here's the thing. So I'm going to Daytona. Uh, Squid and I in a few weeks are going to Daytona for the 500. It's my annual, like, guys getaway. Yeah, you guys are doing the show on your own out there. That's cool. That's not so how cool. that works. Um, Don't you start with me. So uh, my wife yesterday sends me a music festival. She's like, I think this might be my Daytona trip. Like, my my time to get my own trip without you. Which music festival is it? I I, I want to talk about it in Mike Up. Because it's the best don't, list of artists I think I've ever ahead. seen on a music I festival. Said, I say this because my wife sent me a music festival yesterday. Yeah. And her line was, it has something for each of us. And I responded with, why don't you check the date on that? Yeah. No, mm. that's not. Probably not the same. It's not one the same either. time, right? She was just saying this. This is one why. was this one's in May, and I was I, I, you know how you see these music festival posters and it's like sixty deep. I'm not sure there's one person on there I didn't know, and I was dumbfounded. So I'm gonna tell you all that's probably the best set list or headliner list or whatever it is that I've ever seen on a music festival, and we're gonna talk about it mic'd up because I'm gonna see how many of them y'all actually know or don't know on this oh, list because it's crazy. All right. Okay. Well. Let's get back to the coaching carousel, and we'll start here at home. But the Falcons, they confirmed they completed a second interview with Panthers defensive coordinator, Jero Ivero. That was an in-person interview. They also confirmed that they completed an in-person with former Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vrabel, and that was their first interview that they have had uh, with Vrabel. And then, of course, there is this tweet that came out from Tom Pelissero uh, yesterday, and he said that, there is tentatively a meeting set for Thursday, which is today, with Houston Texans OC Bobby Slowick. Uh, so, uh, tentatively said, we'll see what unfolds the rest of today. That's my guy. What's interesting with that one is I know that he was meeting in Washington for a second time, and I know that Washington was it was very impressed with Slowick, just like the Falcons were. So it's interesting that. They didn't either try or were able to lock him up before he left. And let me just retract on this uh, this tweet. It was saying Jim Harbaugh was and still is. And of course, this was yesterday afternoon, tentatively set for a second meeting right. on Thursday with the Falcons, right. along with Bobby Slowick. Yeah. So a little bit of a change there with Harbaugh, of course, being hired by the Chargers, but Slowick. Uh, still possibly real, up for grabs. Real quick, before we move on, since you brought up Harbaugh, real quick, because I know we talked about him in the last segment, but real quick. Do you think it was ever realistic that he was going to be here, no. be the guy here? No, I don't. I, I never thought that was a possibility. Why? I said that day. Why? One when I made that top five list. W- what was your thought? I though? never felt like there would be mutual interest because he had been linked to that Chargers job. He's familiar with Los Angeles. They have a better quarterback situation. It's seemingly more roster talent. I just don't know that Atlanta was ever in play for him, and I don't know that there was that much interest from our end to begin with, although I think it would have been a good hire. I just, from the beginning, putting your ear to the ground and, and some of the whispers on the socials, it's like Harbaugh is eyeing the Chargers job. And I just, I believed it from the get-go, and I, I really think this has been in the works longer than, than he would ever allude to, uh, to be quite honest with you. So Slowick today, Vrabel yesterday, which it actually I saw somebody on Twitter put out that Arthur they actually met maybe Arthur Blank's house, which would be interesting to say the least. Vrabel, yeah, that's yeah. what I heard too. Um, Slowick, uh, let me ask you all this question because I was somebody posed this to me yesterday through a text message, and I had to kind of do some introspection. Me wanting Slowick as my number one personally, 
Is that an overreaction to the Falcons quarterback situation last year? And honestly, when I was asked that question, I was like, maybe. I, I, maybe I just don't want to replay. I want somebody saying, that can develop a quarterback, right? Or that's what if it's not a quarterback friendly offense? Who was, are you saying it's not on the quarterback and that it's on who was coaching him? I think that watching the quarterback play and some of the stuff that was friendly and was not friendly and some of the stuff we expected to be friendly for Desmond Ritter and how we expected that to play out and how it didn't, am I overreacting by going by wanting them to go after Bobby Slowick <laughs> simply because of how friendly his offense can be for quarterbacks? What if it's more about what if it's more about the fact that you enjoyed the play calls, the the the, the way the offenses are similar but they're not like they're right. similar running. They're 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 the wide zone type running scheme ish. But right. the, the 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 route concepts that Arthur Smith has used and the route concepts that Bobby Sloak used. But vertical. one thing you're not bringing up is is the quarterback, and he's got C.J. Stroud to work with. I'm not diminishing what Bobby Slowick can do as a play caller. But you got a really good. But you're saying you don't want me to diminish what C.J. Stroud is either. But, but no, he's yeah, I think it was yeah. the perfect marriage of these two. Well, can he do it again? But hold on. We also have to give Slowick some. Credit I do. Oh, I'm not. I'm not as, taking away anything. No, no, no. Let me, let, yeah. let me finish. You have to give him some credit as far as actually identifying C.J. Stroud and wanting them to go after C.J. Stroud. So. Yes, I think C.J. Stroud is obviously, you know, one in 100 as far as the rookie year he had and what he's able to do. But Slowick was definitely in their ear going, this guy can do it. Yeah, but, and I believe in him in this system that I want to But run, I'm going to so. tell you something. Bryce Young would have looked night and day different. He would have looked more like <laughs> Alabama be, Bryce Young in Bobby Slowick's system. Someone asked me yesterday, was it coaching or Desmond Ritter? And if a different coach could reach what, Desmond that's Ritter. That's what I'm trying to get at yeah. with and, what you're saying. And I told the person, I said, look, we saw Desmond Ritter like some defenses up. Desmond Ritter's business problem was his decision making and his, his like turnovers. I said Arthur Smith didn't teach Desmond Ritter to fumble the football going through the end zone multiple times. Okay, right. that was that was a that was something upstairs. Like the decision making, you can coach these guys as much as you want, but when when the rubber hits the road, when you're in that moment, you cannot make the decision for them. So if you get Bobby Sloak, are you wanting them to draft a quarterback? I am. I am. And, okay. and that's one of the things we talked about yesterday, right? When I went in, I was like, Bill Belichick, to me, is a short-term kind of Band-Aid solution in this short-term window of can he win a Super Bowl in the next three or four years. I think if you get Bobby Sloak and you draft the right quarterback, you're in for a 10-year run. Like, if you if you hit the – now, not saying any head coach is going to be anywhere for 10 years. It just doesn't happen in the NFL anymore, right? It's very few and far between. But – I would love to see that combination sort of grow in and out of that offense. To your point or your question about was it Desmond or Arthur Smith, I think it was both. I think it was I, – I, I put it squarely on both of them. I don't think Desmond Ritter got the help that Arthur Smith imagined he would have. When you looked at their ability to run the ball two years ago, they could do it against anybody at any time with any amount of box count. I think when they got to Detroit and what was that, week three? Yeah. All of a sudden that was a slap in the face, and they were like, that, that ain't going to work. One – one thing that we um, keeps getting mentioned in is, oh, they're just going to hire another young OC. Well, they've only hired one OC since uh, Arthur Blank's on the team. It was Arthur Smith. The other thing is, so you guys all knew Sean McVay was going to win two, be go to two Super Bowls and win one when he was hired at what thirty one years old. Zach Taylor was hired, and everybody said, oh. 
Terrible hire. He's young. It's just a it's just a wannabe McVay hire. Mike McDaniels, no one believed in that. My point is, is that, you know, some of it, it, we've got to stop just just looking at things and saying, oh, that that's going to be a bust because I've seen that before. Because they they're working. Some some of these young OCs are young DCs are working. D'Amico Ryan's is not a sixty year old man. Okay, he's what forty two. I don't even think he's that old. I think he's forty. And he's uh, a he was a young DC. So just because we're not hiring it, or because we've we don't hire maybe a guy that's fifty five and 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 had a head coaching job before, doesn't mean we're getting it wrong. Well, let me let me point this out to you. If if there is somebody out there with that thought process, don't want to hire another young OC. Ask yourself if you'd rather have Kyle Shanahan in the in the floor back in the building, and rather have those hires back because. Those are guys that were hired as young OCs. He's another guy, LaFour, yeah. They're doing pretty good for themselves. Yeah. And I think a lot of Falcons fans would love the thought of them being back in the building. I, so. I just think we've got to stop looking at past failures and automatically assume that it's going to be a failure. Uh, because two of the last three head coaching hires were not failures. Let's go out west to where the Hawks took on the Warriors in an emotional game. We'll recap that one for you. And we'll hit a TB's timeout. What do you guys think of the friendships? that are among NFL players across the league and sharing the mutual respect for each other. We're seeing a lot of love going around between opponents. I don't know. We'll see what you guys think of that next here on the Morning Shift on Sports Radio, 929 The Game. What are the haps? Start the day the right way with the Morning Shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. All right. All right. On Sports Radio, 929 The Game. We are back here on the morning shift. Stop laughing at me because I forgot to turn the mic on. She was letting it breathe, man. I was doing a dialogue. She was letting, <laughs> letting it breathe. I want y'all to hear these two. <laughs> I'm sitting here like I, I hear you talking. I know. I'm like, and I don't. Like I haven't put my headset in yet. It's so bad that this happens so on. I'm just like, like oh, I got I got to rush to pull this up. This happens on more than one occasion, and then you'll guys, you guys will just look up and look at me, and I'm like, ah. Well, what are, we, what are we supposed to do? Start no, yelling at you? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, sometimes you'll sometimes you'll wave at me, but this I'll time you point. guys just like, yeah, you'll the point button, like hit the press button. the button. Well, I hadn't put my my earbuds in yet, so I hear you. And I was reading this. Me and Mike were talking about something in in the break, and I was reading tweets from um, from from this battle that I was not a part of. That Mike was talking yeah, about. There was some Bama on Bama yes. crime yesterday. And we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, and you're right just now, talking, you know, and I'm like, wow, we're already back. You shush your mouth. I want to get to the Hawks. We're going to get to a TV's timeout. Uh, the Hawks, though, right now on the road, they were out west uh, taking on the Golden State Warriors in an emotional game. This was the Warriors' return to action, their first game since the death of their assistant coach, Dejan Milovic, uh, last week. And so they ended up beating the Hawks 134 to 112. But uh, that was a really tough one to have to go up against an opponent that is coming off something that was just so shocking. They were all at a team dinner when Milovic uh, suffered a heart attack in Salt Lake City. This was, again, um, in the past weeks. And so uh, it was just, uh, you know, looking at the highlights and seeing his family in the stands, um, emotional, and everyone standing up to honor him uh, and his legacy. Uh, this was 
definitely probably emotions felt on both sides on on both teams for for this one. Yeah, Quinn Snyder said the game had significance beyond it, and he was is one hundred percent accurate. I, it that's one that I saw and uh, I was reading about, and it was like, hey, this is the Warriors' first game back, and I was like, oh, that's that that that's they're going to be playing with such emotion. Um, with you know, it it just it's one of those deals where I don't want to. I hate I hate to say this, but it's like a no win situation for the Hawks. But it was there was they were never going to win that game, um, and it's a tough situation for the Warriors to come back on, and they wanted to go win that game for their for their friend yeah, and, and their former Steve coach. Kerr told them to try to lose yourself in the game, and so that's that's what they did. It's uh, it's there's a lot of sobering parts of this I mean first and foremost we joke on here about age all the time he's 46 when he has this massive heart attack at dinner and you know he's, he's still a younger guy has you know a young family and you can see the emotion all of these guys faces um you know when you look at the video and so obviously um tough situation all the way around and you just it just there's no there's nothing that you can talk about that even makes this feel better yeah. there's really not it just it sucks all the way around and obviously um, it's kind of it's kind of a, a reality check for a lot of for all of us. I don't think there's any doubt. Um, and it reminds you to, to to you know live life to its fullest and appreciate it and appreciate the people around you. Right about the same time this happened last week, I think I told y'all about this. There was a guy who was a legend at my high school, a running back down in Pensacola, um, and actually ended up playing in North Alabama, and he died of a heart attack. And he was probably 39 uh, when he died of this heart attack last week. And this happened right, like maybe maybe a day apart, and it was just like I just spent probably an hour sitting there and thinking, man, that is just like it's. We joke about getting old, but it's you yeah. gotta start, and you know, thinking about things like that. Unfortunately, and it's it's just rough. It's rough all the way around. Again, not certain what caused it in this situation or in your friend's situation too, but also it makes you think too. Puts life in perspective, but also stay maybe on top of things uh, health wise and get checkups sometimes. Things can be, yeah, uh, you know, caught, well, uh, but you just never know. I'm one that has been to the doctor in years. Uh, I don't go to the doctor. I just, I just don't. Uh, but Amy's been on me for a while. Hey, you need to go get a physical. You're 40 now, and uh, so I think I'm, I've been thinking about this a lot. Honestly, yeah. like I'm not trying to go like take this isn't about me. It's not. But I have been thinking about you know getting in there and getting a physical. Let's hit a TB's timeout. Now listen up. Now let's take a look at what's going on in Tiffany's world. This ain't funny. With TB's timeout on the morning shift. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repair. Call 678-902-2000. So I was scrolling through the TL, as the kids call it. On Insta? Timeline on Instagram. And you don't, oh, Dylan just got in my ear and said they don't call it that. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) The TL. It's called just the timeline. That's that's what they call it on Reddit when they're running out of characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Going through the timeline, and I see uh, this clip that I'm about to play for you guys. Uh, On CBS Sports, they sliced it up, and it is Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson who are going to face each other in the championship, the AFC championship this weekend. Kind of. I guess, can I still use the flowers thing? I don't like that, but I'm going to say it because I think it's still cool. So they were giving each other their their flowers. Everybody's going to talk about you and Pat Mahomes. What is it about competing against him? I don't like competing against him at all. Lamar <laughs> Jackson just said, I don't like competing against you. How do you like or not like competing against Lamar Jackson? I mean, he's going to be the MVP for a reason. It's a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. I believe it's just up-and-coming greats just going toe-to-toe, like a heavyweight fight. Sure, this, won't, this will be the first of many. 
<laughs> so, distinct differences in their voices. Stop it. Yeah. So, first of all, I appreciate them having the healthy respect for each other. We know Mahomes has a great relationship with uh, Josh Allen. Uh, I'm sure him and Lamar have a, you know, probably a similar relationship uh, as well. And that is all great. I just remember a time, not dating myself at all here, but where I would go into a locker room sometimes and maybe you would ask a quarterback about maybe he's facing Tom Brady in a game and you're like, hey, you guys are going up against Brady or you're going to go up against Brady. And sometimes the quarterback will respond with, I'm not going up against Brady. Like, I'm going up against their defense. And so sometimes players would not want to answer those questions and talk about the great that they were facing uh, which does make does make sense. Like the quarterbacks are not competing right, against each other. Right. He's not going to intercept the pass. No. Right. But but at the so, end of the day, though. But at the end of the day, when that game's over, ESPN, CBS, whatever the company is, whatever show you're watching is going to say, Mahal, they're going to have their numbers and their pitchers side by yep. side, and the one that had the better performance and won is going to be talked about, and and almost like, and they're going to have a stat next year in this this same time frame. Patrick Mahomes is this record against well, Lamar we Jackson. We saw it with um, Josh Allen in the in the playoffs. So yeah. with with Mahomes and Josh Allen. So anyway, I was just curious. That, uh, I don't have a problem with this. I don't know if other people do. I know some people, old school guys, had issues with the jersey exchange things going down. Oh, right, I want to get yeah. this guy's jersey. Too friendly like, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards. It's silliness. It, so, it is. It's silliness because. So what if you respect the person that plays the same position as you that you probably train, maybe you train with, or you see the same coach or something? I guess the question is, are you okay with all the love being shown beforehand? Are you more of a, hey, save it for after, save it for after? I'm, I'm fine with it being beforehand because it, maybe I would feel different if, like you said, they were actually physically matching up with one another, right? If this was... You know, the right tackle talking about Joey Bosa or, you know, whoever or else. Or Roquan is, talking right. about. Like, you know, know what I mean? Kelsey, like whatever, somebody yeah. you have to meet in the hole and you're, you know. But I, I think I, maybe I would feel different. Maybe I would feel different. But in this instance, it's very clear these are two of the great quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And I think a lot of times, kind of to your point, Tiff, where they're like, ah, I'm, you know, I'm going to get I think a lot of times they almost take the easy route out, whatever the easy route is. And at this point, it's very easy to heap praise on both of these quarterbacks, it, a guy who has been an MVP and a guy who but obviously it, is you know, about to be named one again. It's also a no-win situation because if, if if Lamar goes out there and says, well, I'm I'm about to be a two-time MVP. He ain't won. He ain't got that, does he? We're gonna go in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna light them up, and I'm gonna show him why I'm. And so then, but then somebody's like, why would you give Patrick Mahomes bulletin Ammo, board yeah. material? We ask these questions as people in the media, and I'm I'm just you know just saying like well like this we ask him these no win situation questions, and then we critique, and I'm not saying you are, but we critique their answer. Because we didn't maybe get what we want, or we or we didn't or we didn't like it. Or he's, he doesn't he doesn't sound tough, or he doesn't sound uh, you know like he's got that killer. Like we just it's just it's just talk. It I really is all talk. The, I also think this is just such a new age as far as communication goes. It is these kind guys, of like the new age podcast, of coaches, like you were saying too. There's a, been a complete right. shift. There, there is a these guys can all podcast or write or Players Tribune or Instagram, whatever it may be, Instagram Live, and they can all get on there and literally talk to one another. We've seen that multiple times with NFL teams where these guys will get on and talk right after a matchup from opposing teams. You know the Parsons thing is is unbelievable. Some of the other stuff. And around the NBA, it's like you you match up, face off, and then you get on there and say, man, why don't y'all use this wide receiver more? Or why don't, you know, like 
it's just it's such a new wave and new lines of communication that this might have been different obviously 15 years ago it's just not that way anymore you you are you know you're in the spotlight at all times and your lines of communication are open at all times i am sure that these guys have a relationship and have respected one another from afar many many times over in the last couple of years lamar makes me laugh like I, like lamar look he i've never really been around him so i don't know but he seems like he's kind of got that that He's serious when he needs to be, but he can be loose. He's well, like, I like what being about with him. That's what they will say about him, his teammates and stuff, that he's 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 goofy. Like, he's fun. Yeah. He's a guy that likes to have fun. Yeah. The intro that my guy Mark Ingram gave him in that press conference. Yes. Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> I laugh about that to this day. When every, anytime it pops up, I laugh about it to this day, and that just shows you, I think, the relationship. Because I think Mark, I've been around Mark, and he was a lot the same way. Uh, it just shows you the relationship that he probably has in his oh locker room. I know we have to go to break, but Mark Ingram has always been kind to me as well. He, uh, when he went uh, overseas with the troops and he let the dog, I think it was uh, oh, Malinois, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. attack him. Have you ever done that before? Uh, no. Oh, dude, I've done it. You have? It's insane. It's oh. insane. But yeah, his, him, exactly. la- him rolling it out yeah. of the cliff just is, is cemented <laughs> in my head. I think I had to reach out to him like this was hilarious yes i'm gonna ask you about that um when we come back here on the morning shift there are candidates that are now at other places (laughs) guys that we thought (laughs) might end up in atlanta are now taking jobs elsewhere this is quite the tease here that i'm putting together just stay with me longest tease ever (laughs) oh who do you want here in atlanta (laughs) get back to it. Is this still the tease? This is still the tease. I'm just going to go ahead and abort. We'll talk about the coaching carousel coming coming up. And this hour brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. You guys are walking out of the room. It was that bad? You guys, uh, this this hour brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. Injured hire Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. We'll be right. I'm mumbling. We'll be right back here on the morning shift on Sports Radio. 92.9 The Game. (laughs) 